Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of the Felsafe Fitness Podcast. My name is Michael Joshua. I am the show's host and I'm also the owner of Felsafe Fitness Limited. Welcome to show 11, Sweet Legs 11. It's been a bit of a wild ride over the last few weeks. Thanks for everybody getting in touch. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave any comments. And if you do want to get in touch with the show, please email failsafefitness at hotmail.com. Link is in the website uh, and in the show description. And also the website is also in that description as well. What a week it's been. It's been fun. Um, Last week, you know, had a few issues, family in hospital, etc, etc. This week it's gone okay. It's gone reasonably well. I nearly broke myself this week being a greenkeeper. It's been tough using a jet wash all week. Well, no, boo-hoo. But uh, it's also been pretty tough playing some golf. Not really been playing, hoping that Himley would have been hoping, but it's not. Um, it's a whole thing. few issues with my brand new phone, which thanks to Oppo, well done. You've, you've created a great piece of technology that wants to text me a message from a week ago about eight times in the night. Uh, and that's been a, a recurring thing since I've had it. So if anybody from Oppo knows what the hell to do with an uh, Oppo Runo 8 that decides it wants to text you a message from your wife or your friend or whoever else at 3 a.m., 5 a.m., 7 a.m., over a week after they sent the message, then let me know. Because I'm at this point, I'm at the point of nearly throwing the phone out the window and scrapping my contract and going to get a new one because that's ridiculous. Also been a bad week in terms of my golf. Um, I think I've mentioned before, I like my Wilson D7 3-wood. I've had it since 2019 when I started playing golf again. It broke towards the end of 2021. Got the shaft replaced with a Fujikura Atmos shaft and it broke again. I broke it coming through the door from a session outside in the garden in my practice net with the Garmin. So yeah, not happy. I've managed to find a replacement, uh, Tour Edge Exotics, which I think I mentioned last week as well. So yeah, that's that's gonna be a a bit of a, a little low spin bomber for the rest of the season, but I've been in the garden. I'm feeling pretty confident about this season. I'm hoping the work I've put in testing-wise and golf-wise is going to put me in good stead when we do eventually get Himley going. Clients-wise, it has been an okay week. A couple of people have have hit their goals early. So the three-month training program that they started in January, they are now coming up to March, and they've already hit their goals. So they've got three or four weeks left um, in their sessions, in their training and we're now just trying to pack on as much muscle as we can. And it's nice to see that I've got a couple of clients that have really hit 2023 running. It's inspiring that I've got a couple of clients that have done that. I've got a couple of golf clients that are also itching for Himley to get open, for a couple of golf courses to get open so they can get out and play some more. They've improved no end. I've helped pick some clubs for them. It's been a a really good start to the year. It's not been a very profitable start to the year for me, but it's been a good start to the year. 
and hopefully I can build not only the, the golf side of the business, the performance side, but also the personal training side over the next 12 months. <clears throat> it's been fun. It's been good. I'm enjoying myself. I'm not going to try and get down on myself a little bit, but everybody who's come to me so far this year has hit their goals, their goals early to a couple of weeks, three weeks earlier than that what they planned. So we're just going through getting some more stuff done and that only bodes well for me and says that what I'm doing with my clients and what my clients are doing away from me, they're doing really well. So that's been my week. It's been a, a good week, a good week and a bad week, expensive and a little bit stressful again. But I hope your week has been the same. It's been pretty good. I'll, I'll take it. I've had worse. Um, so yeah, that, that's been my week. This has been a, a nice little distraction writing this show as well. So looking back over, over the time, it's been pretty good. So we'll talk about this week's uh, fitness tip of the week, shall we? Uh, it's been said that high intensity interval training has more of an effect on your cardiovascular system. And I do believe that. I used to, when I did cardio, I'm still overweight now, but when I was doing cardio for weightlifting and, and when I was doing CrossFit, which is a lifetime ago now, it's like nearly four, almost five years since I, I did CrossFit for about two years. <clears throat> Found that everything was high intensity training at CrossFit, which is great, but it took a bit of a toll on me personally, but the cardio events were okay because they were short and sharp and they were over with. And then I could get to throw in weight around, which is the fun, most fun part of CrossFit for me. And the one part of CrossFit that I used to love and I used to hate was a skipping rope. It's something I hadn't touched since I was a kid. And it's definitely probably, I'd probably say 95% of adults over the age of 20 don't see a skipping rope till the day they die. So my fitness tip of the week this week is gonna be if you wanna get some cardio in, go and buy yourself a skipping rope. You can get them from as li for as little as two or three pounds or as expensive as about 50 or 60 pounds. It all depends on what kind of skipping you want to do. So for basic, just single skips like you did as a kid, a cheap plastic rope, two or three pounds, maybe a fiver at most, will serve your needs. <coughs> if you're looking to do something like CrossFit and it's um, or speed rope training, with a high ball, you know, rogue equipment do really good ones that are 15, 20, 25 pounds delivered. But you'll probably never need to buy another set of handles for a skipping rope. They are absolutely perfect. So double unders, single unders, triple unders, whatever you want to do, boxing style workouts. So boxers do it all the time. Skipping is a very cardio intense workout. And, you know, 20, 30 minutes of skipping is equivalent to running for, you know, 
90 minutes an hour. So yeah, if you want to do something that you haven't done for ages, obviously there are limitations with skipping. You do need to have a bit of a bounce. So if you're 85 and you're thinking about taking up skipping again, probably not recommended. But if you're, you know, 20 to 20 to 40 and you're, you're not looking to spend hours and hours running around the treadmill or you're bored sat on a bike or a rowing machine, go and buy yourself a skipping rope. Do yourself, just do a hundred skips a day, single skips, and then try and do double unders, and work your work up way up to doing, you know, sets of singles with sets of double unders, and then just double unders, and you'll be amazed at how your cardiovascular system will react to that. So yeah, my card tip of the week is go and buy yourself a skipping rope. Do something you haven't done since you was a child and you'll be amazed at how tired you'll get by just doing a hundred single skips a day. <laughs> you probably won't thank me for that one. Moving on to the nutrition tip of the week then. This is something I've had asked by a few clients recently and something I thought I'll do a little bit of research in and and take some inspiration from what I know as uh, nutrition and weight management. Eating before you go to bed. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got a bit of a tickle this week. So, eating before I go to bed, or before you go to bed. It's been a strange journey, because it was always thought, don't eat anything after 8 at 8 p.m. If you're getting up at, you know, 6 or 7 p.m., 6 or 7 a.m., you know, you've got the people who fast so that they won't eat anything from 6 p.m. on an evening till 8, 8 a.m. the next morning. So they're on a, on a sort of 4, 12, 14-hour fast and they give themselves a, an 8 to 10-hour window to eat in. But actually, being able to eat before you go to bed it's got a bit of a reprieve recently. So when you sleep, when you're asleep, your body steals amino acids from your muscle, uh, and the uh, you know your fat burners to fuel your brain in the absence of food. So eat eating slow digesting proteins like peanut butter, cottage cheese, or having like a, a casein based protein powder before you go to bed will keep your body flush with the nutrients to stoke your metabolism to help you burn a little bit of fat and keep you satiated and help your body recover overnight. So it's not stealing the amino acids from your muscles. So you've done a big workout in the gym today and when you go to bed you've had some casein or peanut butter or something like that just to top you up while you're asleep those amino acids aren't going to get stolen out of your muscle. So those extra aminos that you've put in your system are going to go help repair the damage that you've caused to your muscles in the gym to help them repair and grow and get healthier. But while you're asleep, your brain's not trying to steal those amino acids to keep itself alive. So yeah, eating before bed, I don't have a problem with it as long as you've you, you watch what you eat and you're not stuffing down an entire pizza, but something like a, a peanut butter sandwich, some cottage cheese, or a, 
a protein shake of casein is going to help you supplement your body while you're asleep so your body's going to burn some fat it's going to build some more help build some more muscle while you're asleep and that's why we sleep isn't it homeostasis you, your body wants to return to how it was before it's at rest and in repair mode now your phone's in sleep and recharge mode um, but if there's not enough fuel or amino acids in the body the body will won't repair and that's when you wake up the next day with um, with some DOMS and you, you know you're sore you're aching you don't want to walk around the gym you don't want to walk around work so yeah <coughs> I gotta admit I think eating before bed isn't a bad thing you've just got to make sure that you eat the right thing before bed and on the subject of nutrition as well all three of my beginners guides to protein beginners guides to fat and beginners guides to carbs are now re-upped on the website so go to the blog at uh, failsafefitness.weebly.com to go and read those articles so it'll give you the basics on your carbs basics on your protein basics on your fat the last one was this week it was fat so it's all the basic information you'll need take away from what you will use it learn keep a diary like again I'll, I'll say it again my fitness pal should be sponsoring this show because i've mentioned them almost in every single episode you can track your protein fats and carbs in that app for free and then you can go from there pay for those premium if you want to or feel like it and then you can look at whether you need to look at micronutrients as well as the macronutrients so um, your macros are protein fats and carbs and your micronutrients are the likes of your vitamins minerals you know a d e k you know b c zinc magnesium things like that that your body needs to help repair itself help repair the damage from the gym and keep you building muscle, burning fat, and getting fitter every day. All those articles are now up on the website, so go and have a look. Link is in the description of this podcast. So it'll be much appreciated if people do want to learn some more basics about protein, fats, and carbs. They are now all up on the website. Self-promotion over then final tip of the week again this is going to be a very short podcast this week i haven't really got a lot going on it's just ticking along ticking along ticking along um in a couple of weeks time i've decided season one will end with another q a it'll be five questions for exercise tips five questions for nutrition tips and five questions of golf tips those 15 questions will be coming up in a couple of weeks time so episode 13 of the podcast will be the last version of this current podcast the podcast will continue don't worry i'm not going anywhere but it is going to turn into more of a fitness for golf and life so there will be more exercises that are going to be golf related there's going to be a little bit more nutrition that is going to be more golf related it's going to be more 
tips on golf. So if you don't like golf, you're probably not going to like this podcast. But most of the tips, apart from the golf ones, will also be general tips for exercises and fitness and nutrition in general life. Because golfers are athletes. You know, likes of Rory, Tiger, Dustin Johnson, etc., etc. They hit the ball miles. They spend a lot of time in the gym. And most recently, especially over the last decade or so, and probably definitely the last 20 years, that golfers getting in the gym, doing a little bit of exercise away from the golf course, have improved their distances, their accuracy, their swing speed, their ball speed. You know, equipment hasn't really changed a lot in the last three or four years, but there are some definitely some pro golfers, and there's definitely a lot of margin a lot of wiggle room for us amateur golfers to get in the gym, do some things at home with a kettlebell or a band, some basic exercises and some basic nutrition tips that are going to keep you fueled during your round and keep you flexible and mobile enough to be hitting a golf ball later in life. So that's in a couple of episodes time. We're going to do another episode like this. Then we're going to do the 15 questions. And then season one of the Failsafe Fitness Podcast will be done. We'll probably take a week's break. And then season two will be golf season. So that'll probably be around 26 episodes. So 26 weeks of me blogging about golf, fitness, and nutrition. So, yeah, stick with the show. It's going to be a fun, wild ride over the next few months. So, talking of golf, my tip for the week. And again, it's one of the lowest hanging fruits. And I definitely don't think I've said this before. And I know I definitely haven't said it before. But, golfers are a strange breed and there's something that popped up the other day on my uh, in's twitter feed it was a u.s amateur competition and there's a girl hit a putt it's gone i'm going to say six or eight feet past the hole and another girl has then gone and stood on her line She's walked across a line, felt with her feet in a line, and stood on a line. So, what I'm going to say here, should be common knowledge if you're a golfer, and the word is etiquette. There are, (coughs) excuse me, there are probably five things on a golf course you need to remember. If you hit a shot and you, you you can't see that where that ball's landing or you can't see where that ball has gone, whether you've hit it left or hit it right, we all know that there's a fairway and a dog leg and wadi blah. But if you know pretty much for certain that that ball is definitely not going to be in the fairway, the first part of golf etiquette is to shout four. Four. And left or right. Whether you've hit it left or hit it right. So people on the opposing fairways know what's gone on. So they can be prepared to be hit by a golf ball. 
but at least you've given a shout. Then you've got the you know pace of play. I think is another one in terms of etiquette. So if you know, if there's three of you guys that are playing off, you know anywhere between five and fifteen handicap, and then you've got Bob, who's joined you for a round, plays twice a year. He's not got a handicap, and he's the guy slowing your group down. And you can see people catching you up. Just let them through. It's going to take you five minutes, maybe less. To let that group through while Bob goes and finds his ball in the bushes. Or tops it 30 yards for the 120 yards he's going to take to catch them up. Or catch you up. While he's doing that, the group behind can just get through. Etiquette. Repairing divots. I think that is a big thing. I think uh, in any golf course, a lot of people don't replace divots, whether it's because the people hitting them are so old they can't bend over, which annoys me because they can bend over to pick a ball out of a hole, but they can't repair a divot. I'm sorry, but get someone else to do it for you. If you can't do it, get someone else to do it. Repair your divots, people. That's number three. Number four is most definitely, most definitely, Repair your damn pitch marks on the green. So pitch repairer, T-peg, doesn't matter what. When that ball's hit the green and left a, a pitch mark, where the big hole is, push the, the dirt back towards it, then go all the way around, tap it down with your foot or your putter. Done. So we don't have to, as green keepers, don't have to keep replacing bits of turf because someone hasn't done this. And then... We noticed it the day after, and it's been out in the sun, and now we've got a big, massive, dirty hole that's going to take three, three to six weeks to repair, not two to three days. So repair your damn pitch marks, people. And then, of course, the example I've just made. While people are putting, and I know the rules have changed slightly on this, so ideally... I've always tried when I've played, I've always tried to not put myself in the person who's putting's eye line. I've also tried to make sure that my shadow, wherever that may be, also isn't in their eye line. And then the new rule that's come in now, we can't you can't go and watch a um, putt from behind. So you try and put yourself in a position away from that. So you're not in their eye line. Your shadow is not in their eye line. And you're not gaining advantage by watching exactly how that putt's going. And once they've hit the putt, you can move. But yeah. So those are the five things that I think etiquette needs to be improved on in golf. So don't step on people's lines. Repair your pitch marks. Repair your divots. Let people through. Because... You three might be storming down the fairway, but if Barbie's still 200 yards behind you, topping it every 30 feet, the group on the tee are going to go, what the hell's he doing? And then all of you get into trouble. Just let them through. It takes five minutes. By the time Bob's caught you up, they'll be out of your way. You can get on with your day. And then obviously, you know, it's just, it's crazy. It's Etiquette is a thing in golf that we need 
to keep on top of. And that's it. That's the show for this week. It's a short and sweet 25 minutes. Thank you for listening. So if you do want to improve your cardio this week, or for the rest of your life, do something you haven't done since you were a kid. Go and buy yourself a skipping rope. Do 100 skips a day and see how you feel in 28 days. Because trust me, you'll feel a hell of a lot healthier. The myth behind eating, eating before bed is just a myth. As long as you eat something that is high in amino acids, it's going to help fuel your body to repair itself and keep burning some fat, etc. while you're asleep. And golfers out there, please, 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 etiquette. 2023, I don't want to see anybody or hear anybody moan about etiquette. You all know what you got to do. Repay your divots, repay your pitch marks. Put the flags back for one. Let people through, etc., etc. Be nice to one another. Have a great week. I'll see you next week for episode number 12. My name is Michael Joshua. This has been the Felsafe Fitness Podcast. Have a good week, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>